You're listening to Say Yes to Travel with your host, Sarah Dandeshi. Welcome back to another episode of Say Yes to Travel, where I have been interviewing industry professionals around the world on what things have been like in the travel and hospitality space over the past year and looking ahead. And by the way, today's episode is a very, very, very special episode for me. Um, As some of you that might have been following my journey, you do know that the most recent hotel that I have worked at for the past, oh gosh, it was eight and a half, almost nine years, was the London West Hollywood at Beverly Hills. And I am so honored because I have on today Jeff Kulik, who is the area vice president and general manager of the London West Hollywood. And Jeff, it's so good to have you on here. Thank you, Sarah. (laughs) I'm really honored that you asked me and I'm, I'm flattered and I'm so happy to participate in this Really interesting conversation. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, one of the main reasons is, you know, certainly we've stayed connected over the years and and everything, but um, or over the past year, really. But more recently, I've just noticed a, a couple of changes and you've made some pretty impressive changes and have seen some really great feedback from that. But so before we dive into that, because I know that that's really what we want to focus on, I would love to give some context for everybody that is tuning in. Um, So that being said, uh, for an introduction, could you share a little bit about your role, maybe how it's expanded over the years, and then a little bit more about the London West Hollywood? Okay. Well, I'm a 30 plus year hotel veteran. Um, I originally wanted to be an actor, and I don't know if you know this, Sarah, but I'm a phenomenal tap dancer. That <laughs> uh, I know. <laughs> and it comes in handy every once in a while because we are in the world of entertainment out here in Los Angeles, so I can always do a shuffle off to Buffalo if needed. But um, I gave myself to a certain age to break into Hollywood, and like so many other people that have that passion and desire, had to find something that was of a similar nature, and I found hospitality to really be a lot like that because in a hotel environment, when you're dealing with the general public, you are on stage. You want to put on a great show. You want your guests and travelers to have the most amazing experiences. And that requires extra special care and attention. So putting on my suit every morning is kind of like putting on my costume, my work costume. And, um, I I just love the interactions with people, and I've met people from all across the world. So it's been a very exciting career for me. Um, I have been an area vice president now, working with uh, the London for seven years. I was brought here uh, predominantly because the hotel, first of all, was already amazing, an all-suite product with 226 suites. But there was so much empty space from when the hotel went through its conversion. It had a previous life. It was the Bellage in Hollywood for a while. And it was closed for a year and reimagined as the London, which was a very upscale luxury brand to really challenge uh, Beverly Hills and bring a little bit of that Beverly Hills traveler into West Hollywood. So there was a lot of space uh, left for the um, company to decide what to do with. And I had a big hand in that. So I feel like my thumbprint is kind of all around the hotel. We created a a very special screening room that has 110 seats. Um, It's a soundproof room. It has the latest in Dolby technology. And the studios have been using it nonstop over the past five years. They've been bringing their junkets to the hotel, which if any of you have ever seen Notting Hill, uh, Julia Roberts and Hugh Grant movie, 
where he goes to meet her and he winds up in the middle of one of her movie junkets at a hotel. Very similar to what we do here with junketing um, screenings, after parties, events. Uh, we have a beautiful outdoor spaces, our rooftop and Hampton Court, all outdoor spaces for events. Uh, we also reimagined a space that was just originally a hallway leading to our restaurant and hair salon uh, and created a phenomenal bar in the, in the middle of um, this space where really it was just an, an empty walkway <laughs> and by reimagining. And that's something that's very exciting to me is the creativity behind this role and my ability to really make this hotel be everything that it can be. We also built a 2,000 square foot uh, uh, fitness center where it used to just be storage. We built the largest suite in all of Los Angeles, actually from the Midwest to California. It's 16,000 square feet on the roof. Our partner was Vivian Westwood, famous fashion designer out of London, because everything, of course, is London, London-based. And uh, we built this phenomenal suite that hosts dignitaries, celebrities. Uh, we do a lot of events in that suite as well. It has a rooftop deck with unparalleled views of the Hollywood Hills, out, all the way out to the ocean. Um, and we've had a lot of fun over the course of the last seven years, reimagining and uh, building up the London in terms of what it has to offer for guests and the world of travel. Exactly. And you, I, by the way, I love hearing this come from you because obviously I... I too was there getting to witness and see this whole growth. And, and I remember the space before and, and I know, I mean, I've told you this multiple times over the years, but how you took the space that was there before, because, um, you know, th there was a lot of unused space yes. in the hotel to create that screening room, which by the way, I can't believe that no other hotels in Los Angeles had really they, they didn't have the space to be able to utilize it like this. And it put um, the London in such a specific, unique position. And then obviously like the utilization of, you know, the gym, the junket space, all the suites. And Sarah, um, don't forget our ninth floor was completely empty for 30 oh, years. This is true. So I actually remember that. We were permitted by the city of Los Angeles to build out our ninth floor where we added 16 additional suites and five luxury suites that range from 1,400 square feet to 2,200 square feet and really just take that whole suite concept to the next level. Multiple balconies, uh, multiple rooms, kitchenettes, really, really beautifully designed. Really beautifully de designed. And it just goes to show that because obviously the, the hotel was already pretty successful and, and certainly well known and definitely, you know, it, it's a, a stunning destination, but this really was the tipping point to take it to the next level on so many, on so many levels. And it's, you know, again, it's that maximizing the use of like the common areas and by building out on that, I mean, it really is amazing what it's done for, for the hotel, which I obviously know firsthand. And so it's so funny <laughs> that we're talking about it, but it's true. So, so want to fast forward a bit. So now that people know a bit more about uh, the property, uh, so unique to the Los Angeles area, which obviously like many cities, um, certainly big cities were very deeply impacted by the pandemic. Um, but what I thought was so unique um, that you all decided to do is that the London West Hollywood stayed open all this past year. What sort of inspired that decision? Because I think it was very smart to do. Really, Sarah, I just wanted to be, well, it, that wasn't my just decision alone. It was our company's decision, but we didn't want to close. We wanted to be available to our guests. We wanted to see how we could help. Uh, the pandemic created so many unusual challenges and and uh, heartache 
situations for business, for individuals, for locals, for travelers. It, of course, it affected the entire world. So how could it not affect our little space here? But to close the hotel was just not something that we ever thought we would do because we wanted to remain open. We wanted to be of support. We were considered an essential business. And whether it was supporting uh, care, uh, the care workers, the, the hospital workers from down the street at Cedar sinai or um, individual health care providers, um, we wanted to be open and we wanted to support those essential businesses. But it didn't do any good to close the hotel. Closing the hotel just means Zero, nothing, yeah, no exactly. contribution whatsoever. So for those guests that had to travel during that time, it was a very scary time and it was a very heart-wrenching time. And we wanted to be there to still provide that escape from everyday mundane life and the challenge of, of COVID by making it a safe environment that was also a comfortable and, and, and somewhat luxurious environment for those traveling. Well, I think it was a brilliant decision because uh, – and. Uh, not all businesses were able to do that. And it, it was very heartwarming to see because, you know, I still very much in my, I mean, you know, it's part of my, I've always seen the London as part, an extension of like my family. Yeah, so I right. was very proud that it's like, look, they're staying open to do. And what you just said is to be able to give back and to be able to help, whether it's to provide an additional option to stay yeah. for travelers or, you know, um, you know, healthcare workers, whatever, whatever the case is. So, um, I wanted to ask now in the past few months, um, your outlook has changed a bit. Oh, <laughs> uh, and I think it's fantastic. And for those that follow you on LinkedIn, by the way, we are going to share your LinkedIn here okay. on this, uh, in the show notes because I love watching what you have done. So can you share a bit more about what you started to do differently over the past few months Sure. From maybe moving your desk to the lobby, directly engaging with guests, and then what you've seen as a result, because this is really a monumental, I think. Well, I think everyone was really walking in and into uncharted territory. No one had really ever experienced anything of this magnitude before. So having the occupancy plummet initially when uh, this first started happening, you really got, we really got into serious business mode. How do we take care of the guests? How do we take care of our team members? How do we keep everybody safe? Uh, you know, we're employing all of these necessary steps to create an environment that was always clean and spotless and, um, and at the same time welcoming to the guests. So it was type, it was a kind of a roller coaster period from March all the way through November where, um, we started to peak in the summer. Our, our COVID cases had dropped. The restrictions were somewhat lifted. You know, we managed to get up to about 50% occupancy. And then all of a sudden, the cases started spiking. And of course, um, by the end of November, we were in lockdown again. We were at the Los Angeles County was in a really terrible place and was, was pretty much back to that original place of complete lockdown with essential travel. And um, I found that very disheartening. It was sad, um, sad to think about all the people that were sick, um, worrisome. And here I am as a leader of an environment trying to motivate a team to keep walking forward every day. And I really just had this epiphany that this time frame requires change. And I had to be a change agent so that I could lead our team through this dark time and work toward getting 
everyone into a, a mindset uh, of still providing outstanding service, taking care of one another, and doing superior service and taking care of our guests. So I, yes, I decided I'm not going to sit in an office anymore. I'm going to sit in the lobby. I moved my desk out to the lobby about two weeks before the holidays. And I decided I was going to talk to every single guest that was checking in or checking out. I was going to listen for the service cues in the environment to hear if the front desk needed assistance, if the um, hostess in the restaurant needed assistance, if I could be of assistance to anyone at any time. I wanted to really put myself out there, make myself available, and really be a part of the experience for the guests and for the team members of what the London was about every day. And it really did make a huge difference. It First of all, it brightened my life. I mean, I got into the hotel business because I love people. And I know people hate hearing that because that is the common thread when someone says, well, why are you in hospitality? Well, because I love people. But, you know, sometimes, Sarah, we really just do love people. And that's why we are in this business. And it really made me remember, I left acting to get into hospitality because I wanted to be of service to people. And I wanted to put on a show that would wow and excite and dazzle and make someone have the most amazing experience. And that's exactly what I started to do in the lobby. Um, and I greeted every guest. I talked to everybody. I met healthcare workers. I met essential travelers that had to be out here for business. I met displaced people. Um, I met people that were going to Cedars for operations or loved ones that were in the hospital. Um, it, I, it, it just gave me an opportunity to say, this is a person staying with us. This is just not a number. It's not just an occupancy. It's it's an actual person with a with heart, with a real heart and feelings and emotions during a very difficult time. And what as a general manager can I do in this environment to lighten the load, to to make their experience a little bit more special than it could have been if I hadn't been sitting in the lobby. And also, what could I do for the team that might, you know, we're on minimum staffing because our occupancy is so low. So, you know, did I, I need to step up and answer that phone. I need to get up and answer that guest question. I asked every guest who sat in the lobby if they needed a cup of coffee. I mean, I just wanted to really be of service. So when I did, I, I met healthcare workers and I, I, I called them heroes. And I said, you know, I want you to come back when you're not, being a healthcare worker, I want you to, uh, here's my card and I want to give you a complimentary night stay for you, for being a hero and for stepping up and putting yourself at risk by taking care of the general public who's in trouble and need your help. And I met people going into the hospital and I remember I met a gentleman who was having a, his pacemaker replaced and uh, I, I found out just in general conversation, because this is the land of movies, they were in love with The Wizard of Oz. That, that was one of their most special movies and we happened to have a pop-up book in our gift store of The Wizard of Oz. So when he came back from the hospital and they went to their room, they had a big amenity along with that book from The Wizard of Oz and it just changed their whole ex experience and stay. You know, Sarah, there's been hundreds and hundreds of people I've been talking to since I moved into the lobby uh, back in December. And here we are, it's March, and I still have my desk in the lobby. So um, our service scores skyrocketed, not just because of me, but the spirit of what was created by that, the actions and the camaraderie and the care and the concern. We, went, we started not just providing excellent service, we started going the extra mile. 
and asking, what does this traveler need? What is so special and unique about their stay? What can we do to address their concern? Is there anything we can do to lighten the load? I found out there were birthdays. I found out there somebody had a um, sports um, memorabilia baseball uh, collection, and I, we ha happened to have special uh, wine from a baseball star's winery and i sent that as an amenity with a card and i just we just started doing all these really unique and special little things so it then made me think further you brought up linkedin that hey if i was kind of in a bit of a covid crisis moment as a leader how many more people out there in the world of hospitality are facing the same challenges that i am so i decided to write some of the stories of what i was going through and the differences that our actions here as a team made to take care of people in a special special and unique fashion. So I've had up to, you know, it's shocking to me, but I've had up to like 30,000 people read a single post of mine. I don't even know 100 people. But um, it just, you know what, for me, Sarah, and I think I mentioned this to you when you were here, for me, I didn't want accolades and I didn't want what a great GM you are. I didn't want any of that kind of feedback. I wanted to throw a pebble out into a pond and watch the ripples go out. I wanted to make the world a better place. And, you know, it all starts with one person. If one person decides, hey, I can start by doing this and I can make this world of the London a better place. And by sharing our actions with others might inspire other people to do the same things. So and, and that's the kind of feedback I started getting back. And it was really um, it's a wonderful thing. It just comes full it's circle. It's a wonderful thing. And by the way, for those that are listening, you did mention the tap dancing at the beginning. There is proof of your tap dancing mm -hmm. skills on LinkedIn, by the way. <laughs> well, I met somebody in the lobby who is an entertainer and happens to be actually nominated for a Tony Award. Oh, wow. And um, I and talked about tap dancing. And I was like, I'm a tap dancer from way back. I'm a hoofer. And he's like, okay, let me see your time step. Bump, ba -da -lump, ba -dum, ba -dum. So there I went and I did it. Um, I don't know how my, I think my team may have thought I was going through a COVID breakdown, but uh, <laughs> it was fun and I had a good time doing it. It was entertaining and, you know, um, it was bringing joy to the holidays for me, joy to the holidays for the guest and continued joy after the holidays. Um, and even today I met a couple that are here. Um, they were going to be renting an Airbnb. Um, and I noticed, you know, they were telling me about their dog who was very old. And I found three holistic vets for them. One one that has a mobile service and might come to the hotel because that's what they were looking for. I found three local uh, holistic vets. And um, they were so excited and happy that I took an interest and did the research for them. You know, that they said, hey, can you do something special for our rates so we can make this our home instead of going to an Airbnb? And so now they're going to stay for a month. And, Amazing. And, yeah, Which, they, by the way, you sound like that, that That sounded like a concierge thing to do. <laughs> you know what? We're all concierge. Of you course. Know, the, the concierge is, I think, is like the heartbeat of the hotel because it's really where the joy happens. Uh, you get to make m magical experiences happen. You, you get to recommend the most wonderful restaurants and things to do in the Los Angeles area. But with COVID, we're all concierge, right? We're all everything. We are everything to everyone. You know, I served um, three ladies that were here doing a production uh, with a celebrity. That One was a hairdresser. One was a makeup artist. Um, one was, um, I believe, the uh, manager of the celebrity. They, they came down to the lobby before the restaurant opened. I went and I served them espressos. I brought them muffins. Amazing. You know, 
hey, if I could be of service, why not me? So a title is just a title. An action is an action that's giving and being of service. And that's what hospitality should be about. It's completely, I, by the way, I'm so getting chills as you're saying all of this because I couldn't agree more. And, you know, especially right now, just with the whole landscape of everything changing so much, just really getting back to the basics. And, you know, it's the notion of rolling up your sleeves and doing what needs to be done to create those moments, to, to make something feel special, all things considered. I mean, it's been quite a challenging year and not just the pandemic, but everything else that's been going on. So, so would love to actually, if you don't mind sharing, because I know that you share this with me and for, you know, we do have a lot of hospitality individuals that are are listening. So what results have you seen from all of these efforts? Because that is really impressive. Well, we use a system called Revenate to judge our service performance. It collects all the data that's out there on the internet from any guest review that's uh, been publicized. So in November, before we moved into the lobby, our service scores were around 70, 70 70 to 77, which is very good. Um, A very high score would be considered like 65. And London has always provided great service. Um, But by the month of January, um, we shot up to 100, 100%. And no one had ever seen that before. Um, And it wasn't because we didn't have reviews. We did. But we had exceeded everybody's expectations that came to stay in the month of January, which really was a phenomenal thing to have happen. Um, And we just had fun doing it. We We weren't really focused on, let's build this score up. Oh, we have another few points to go. We never even thought about it till the end of the month, and we were notified by our home office. Wow, you guys hit 100. We've never seen this before. Um, but also how our occupancy has been building, because now we're, we've always had a lot of return guests, Sarah, and you know that. we've Over the years, we know our guests. They, they love us. They feel like we're their home away from home. But during this essential travel time, you know, we're not seeing all the guests that we normally would see at this time of year. So all of these new guests that are out here for procedures or um, serious scenarios, they're coming back. I've had phone call, I, oh, there's almost every day that I have a text from someone that I gave my card to with my cell phone number um, who is saying, Jeff, do you have a room for tonight? Or, you know, uh, Jeff, you know, we want to come back and stay for X amount of days. What kind of rate can you give us? Um, and, and I love that. I've made personal connections and I've put myself out there, which is where I want to be. And I'm welcoming our guests back time and time again. So building occupancy, you know, providing outstanding service and having the results to show from that. We've also been written up in several publications. I, yes. I mentioned to you, Sarah, that I there was a young lady that came down the lobby who I engaged in a conversation only to learn that she'd been married the week before, but they couldn't afford their honeymoon because of COVID. And so on the spur of the moment, (laughs) I just offered her our penthouse for a full week, $175,000 value for her and her husband to have a honeymoon. And they just came here the last week of February and had the most amazing week. I got several restaurants to provide complimentary dinners. Uh, Fred Siegel provided them with a gift certificate to shop in their store. Wow. Um, They met met celebrities while they were out here. They took all sorts of pictures. And today I got this huge box of every kind of candy and cupcake and potato chip you can imagine from them to share with the staff to say thank you. But at the time, the editor of LA Weekly was in the lobby along with the lead guitarist from Kiss. (laughs) 
And they rushed over to me and be like, why did you make this woman cry? You know, what was she crying about? And, I, and so I explained it. And so um, a story was written about the hotel in LA Weekly. And then Forbes picked up the story and talked about what I, what we had done for this honeymoon couple and then a bridal publication. So it's just like you do some good and some good kind of returns back to you. Um, we were just also named in a, the top five, one of the top 500 hotels in the world by travel and leisure that just came out this Which month. Which is so, incredible. By the way. I mean, it's, it's almost mind blowing when you think about there's how many hotels are in the world. I mean, <laughs> 500 seems like a very, very tiny number to be a part of. And I'm so proud of our team. And, you know, the, a building is a building. And what brings in the spice and the flavor and the icing on the cake are all the team members and managers that work so hard and are so passionate about providing amazing travel experiences for guests. So, you know, it's just a combination of things that really has made our hotel just stand out in the eyes of the public. You know, th these are public voting yeah, um, oh, definitely. Polls. So it's not just a magazine saying, oh, you. you yeah, know, of course. It's just writing to them and saying, this is an amazing hotel. Well, I think, and you bring up that I, you bring up such an important point that I always stress that it's like, as you said, like a building is a building. You can have the marble floors, you can have like the beautiful light fixtures, the, you know, the high, high thread count, but it's how the people are that are there, how they make the guests feel. That, that's the tipping point. That's what makes people come back. Um, so obviously all of this, I mean, it's almost like an inadvertent way that you're, you're keeping the hotel very relevant. I mean, obviously the London West Hollywood has already been this iconic destination, but what are you guys doing to maybe put yourself in a different position, whether it's to attract a new type of traveler, local locations? Right. We have rooms available. So we've created a few different programs. One was a work from hotel program where we take the bed out of the guest room. You know, the suites are, our standard suite size is 720 square feet. It's spacious. That's double the size of a normal guest room in, in a standard hotel. So to create an office environment in there where people can really be productive and work from a place that they feel safe and comfortable working in. They can order room service for lunch. They can have housekeeping services come in and empty their trash, clean the office in their absence. So we have rented quite a few of these quote unquote office spaces at the London for various business people in some in the entertainment market, some in the finance field um, that needed a place to work in a safe place that did not want to work from home. Um, so that was one thing that we created that's been very successful. That was written up in the New York Times. Yes. Um, we also created a length of stay program where we have discounts on food and beverage, discounts on rate. You know, if you stay past a month, you, you're already, you become tax exempt because you become like a resident. So there's a lot of benefits to staying in a hotel for a length of stay. And we make it uh, more affordable than most. So sometimes when I hear about a guest that wants to stay in a long period and they say that they're going to go rent an Airbnb and I'll say, do you really want to cook for yourself? Do you really want to clean the house yourself? You know, we have a heated pool on the roof. We could be serving you cocktails up there. And then <laughs> I'll, say, what, I'll say, what rate are you paying? And maybe I can match it. Mm -hmm. So I, I work with the guests to try to um, find out what their need is. And, mm -hmm. I, and I, at, this is the time, Sarah, where I have the ability to, to be that. flexible and to try to make it work for the guest and make it work for the London. Exactly. And I love, I, I love that because it just shows that, I mean, right now we're just in such a different time, but it's like, if you can be creative 
and come from this place of, you know, of, of giving and being able to create this safe space for these travelers, be them more locals or people coming in from, from wherever. I mean, it's, these are the moments that they will remember going forward and they will continue to come back well past the pandemic. Right. Uh, And so it's brilliant what you're doing. Brilliant. (laughs) You know how I feel about it. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes I walk around the hotel and I'll say to every team member before I leave for the day, do something special for the guest. Do something that you think I wouldn't want you to do. (laughs) That's how far I want you to take it. Yes. Makes their guest experience phenomenal. Yes. No, it's, it's so true. And I love that you're giving, um, you know, the employees that ownership so that they're able to, that they they feel empowered that they can do that. That they're like, okay, I can actually give like a bottle of champagne. It doesn't have to be Prosecco. We can do champagne. We can do something Absolutely. a little bit more, you know, extra. That's just that extra mile that will really make a difference right now. So, I actually want to ask you kind of like a broader, a broader question. Okay. Um, and I know that there are a lot of variables in regards to this, but, and a lot of people, okay, what's, what's the future um, of travel, but would love to hear what maybe your predictions are that you see for the future of luxury travel. Sure. Well, right now, for instance, the resorts in the United States are really in high demand because that's where our guests are not traveling. Our, I mean, sorry, not our guests, but our, our nation is not traveling internationally because of a lot of restrictions. So I also oversee the Amara Resort in Sedona, Arizona, and they've been selling out on a regular basis. Um, it's a great destination. They have a spa, beautiful Red Rock Mountains. There's hiking and uh, helicopter flights and all sorts of amazing things to do out there. So for those um, areas, they're just staying busy, period. It's like the pandemic isn't really even happening. While we're still exercising safe care and having people wear masks and things like that, it's still full. The, the hotels are full. Um, for our hotel, I can I have a sense that there's a lot of pent-up demand. People are tired of being locked up in their house. They want, And people are desperate and desirous of having a sense of normalcy again. They want to hug somebody. You know, they want to, they want to engage with somebody. They want to go out to dinner with somebody. They, they want their business to get back to normal. So we have a, we have so much social demand right now. Uh, We have, you know, we have, of course, we have a beautiful wedding site here. There's an outdoor space for wedding ceremonies in Hampton Court, the rooftop for events. And we also have a beautiful ballroom, but our food and beverage team has a lot of contracts that's, that are being contracted right now for summertime, for weddings, for birthdays, for a variety of different social events and some business-related events as well. So I know that food and beverage for sure is going to recover quickly once the numbers drop low enough for the uh, uh, health department and the CDC to allow us to do those events. But the same thing on travel in general. People want to get back to work. Our feeder markets, New York. London, you know, Germany, Australia, people have business to do here. Look, we're in the center of the entertainment market. There's a lot of business going back and forth between um, different countries. And um, there's a lot of demand to want to get back. So I think that once the restrictions are lifted, we're also in the middle of uh, providing vaccinations for everybody. And it's, it's starting to roll out really fast. I just had my first vaccination the other week. Um, 
we're starting to see that people are feeling more safe and more comfortable and that this isn't going to be just some random disease and uh, when does somebody get sick? Now there's a plan in place. There's a there's a way to get to a place where people can become healthy again. Our numbers are really starting to drop. So we're expecting to have restrictions lift soon. So I, my prediction is by the fall. I think we're going to see it gradual. You know, I'm already seeing it picking up right now. April and May, the award seasons, we have Oscars in, in April and what have you. And then the summer comes. So the Olympics are going to be very restricted in Japan for this summer. And so I think that people are going to look for a travel destination where they can lay at a pool um, and um, take their family to. And, I, you know, we're one of those venues that typically the summer months are high demand. So I think the summer is going to be better than what we're thinking it will be right now. And then by the fall, we'll start seeing the auto show groups. We'll start seeing uh, award season kick back in for a normal award season and um, chat travel and groups will start to book again um, going into next year. And next year, Los Angeles hosts the Super Bowl mm-hmm. February. That's going to be a huge turnout. Exactly. So, I really think the fall, I think the fall is the ticket to normalcy. I, I, I agree with you. And especially I love the way that you describe that because I mean, it makes sense. It, it, you know, as you really like look at things and you understand where we are with the vaccines, you understand where people's mindsets are, what's going on in the scope of the world, what seems realistic and people want to get back to normal, as you said. Yeah, I agree. So quick, quick thing. So just before we wrap this up, um, what, ex- so j- just two things to wrap it up. Where can people find you and where can people find out more information about the London? And are there any new things that people should have on their radar regarding the London West Hollywood? Well, you know, Sarah, we have an award-winning chef here. The food here is absolutely amazing. And mm-hmm. I don't say that lightly because I know that people don't really think of a hotel to necessarily go dine in, but our chef is phenomenal and our filet mignon on our menu is to die for. We have sushi here too. Um, We are serving um, our, our food and beverage services are outside on what's called the marble terrace. Mm -hmm. And it's a really nice outdoor area to sit and have a drink and have an appetizer, have a meal with a friend. So that's something that people should put on their radar if they're in Los Angeles, because the food here is awesome. Um, but um, you can find us at the London WeHo, W-E-H-O dot com. Uh-huh. I don't remember what the question was for a minute. <laughs> London West Hollywood is the London WeHo dot com. That's our website. You can go on our website and look at all the different types of suites we have, the spaces. You can see a picture of the screening room. We also have two bulldogs that are in hiatus right now, Winston and Churchill, who... Um, used to roam the halls and the lobby to meet the guests. But love them. Um, I miss them. <laughs> and then you can find me on LinkedIn, as you mentioned already, and they can connect with me at the hotel. The my email address is J Kulik, K U L E K at the And uh yeah, I you know, as a leader I, I love mentoring people and developing people. I kind of feel like LinkedIn is a way for me to be a mentor to people that I don't even know. And I've, I've had little notes from assistant front office managers. Sometimes a concierge will send me a note or, you know, somebody that's wanting to get into hospitality will be inspired by something I've written. Um, so it's my way of being a mentor to whoever wants to reach out to me on LinkedIn and send me a private message. And that's a beautiful thing. So it is. 
It is. Well, you've done a, an incredible job and it's, I have to say, it's it's just been, it's been such a pleasure over the years. It was so lovely to be able to work with you so closely, but then also just see how things have, have changed and evolved even over the past year. And I love, um, I love the dance videos. So <laughs> I keep them up. Okay. I'm a, I'm a bit of a fan. So those that follow me, I might have a dance video or two of myself out right. there on the internet. So That's of great. course I'm partial to you um, doing that because it is, it's all about spreading, spreading joy and you have done so in such a great way. And to actually see, you know, the ROI on that, there is something to it. So yeah, um, so it's been great, but Jeff, thank you so, so thank much. Thank you, Sarah. Superstar Sarah. This is great. Um, and for everybody that's tuning in at home, I hope you got a lot from this interview. Jeff is certainly a wealth of knowledge and, you know, when it comes to leadership skills and mentoring, I mean, I don't really, I don't know anybody else quite like him. No, so please take a moment to connect with Jeff and thank you all for tuning in. Um, be sure to stay tuned for future episodes and as always continue to say yes to travel. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Thanks, Sarah. <laughs>